Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to start a series where we're going to talk about men's health. Uh, I am actually bumping recordings that we had done, ready to go, and we are bumping them so that we can start this series on men's health. I've been watching, or I've been listening to a song that's been showing up in my newsfeed, uh, and it has pushed me to have this conversation. Let's kick it off. This is the Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back. I hope that your day is going well. Wherever your day is going, I hope that it is a good day. I want to talk to you today about something that, quite honestly, is not something we've talked about uh, outright in the past. We've touched on it. We've, we've talked around it a little bit. We've talked about aspects of it. But today I want to talk about it directly. And it's not probably one of my more uplifting sessions. In fact, I think it's going to be three sessions. I've already recorded a version of this and realized that I was just all over the place. So there was too many different things going on and that I needed to kind of narrow the focus and bring it down. I want to talk to you today about men's mental health and kind of what got me moving in the direction of this podcast idea was the song To Be a Man by an artist named Dax with Darius Rucker also in it. And if you haven't uh, listened to it, I'd encourage you to to listen to it. If you've not heard the song, you can search To Be a Man by Dax, D-A-X, and, and listen to the song. Look up the lyrics. It's on, uh, you know, it's on places that you can listen to the song for free. If you don't have a subscription service, you won't need to buy the song. But it talks about how difficult it is to be a man. And we do not talk about it for reasons that I don't understand. We just don't talk about it. And, and I think part of it is, and because I thought about this, man, if I do this episode, somebody's going to write me and be like, how dare you say it's difficult to be a man? Let me tell you about my ex, blah, 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 I wanted to tell you, in, for this episode, maybe, and this episode and the next two episodes, so three episodes total, I don't care about your ex. I, I really don't. Sorry that, that your ex was mean or, or was worse than mean. He was toxic or he was an abuser. I really am. But I'm not talking to him. Although we could argue that he probably has mental health issues that he needs to address too, and not addressing them is probably a contributing factor to some of the very poor choices that he made. One of the things that people have to recognize that we have lost in our society is not everything that is talked about is for you. In other words, not everything that is addressed is to address everyone. I don't expect a gynecologist to give a presentation that is apropos or directed towards men's health. I don't. I expect that to be directed towards women's health. And so I really am sorry that your ex was whatever, but just save your email, save your angry tweet. I just don't care. You need to you need to pick up your head and recognize that you're not the only person hurting and that there are men that are hurting. Today, men are going to die of suicide, and we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. A number of years ago, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. A number of years ago when the Me Too movement was out, I made a YouTube video about how the Me Too movement should be for men too, that men are sexually assaulted, both by other males and by women. And no one talks about it. In fact, when they do talk about it, and this YouTube video proved this, people come out of the woodwork to be mean. How dare you 
take a Me Too movement that is for women when we finally get a voice and you take it and you make it about men again. It's stupid. It's silly. It's it's worthless. It hurts the person. It hurts society because it hurts the victims. And it even hurts the person that's engaging in, in the silly, silly attack on somebody else saying, hey, men get sexually assaulted too. And so men don't talk about their mental health. They don't talk about their mental health struggles. And when they do, it's often not well accepted. And we can argue about this if you want. I'm happy to argue about it with you because I've sat in the room with too many men who have told me nobody really cares about my mental health. My wife gets mad. Here's, here's a common refrain that I hear. And I want to be clear, this is not my wife. But a common refrain that I hear from my clients is this. My wife gets mad at me because I don't engage my emotions. But then when I bring up my emotions to her, she dismisses what I'm saying. That's a common refrain. And we are losing boys, right? We can start with mental health at, at young boys' age and just go up. We, we are hypersexualizing every generation, and that brings mental health issues. We are refusing to let little boys risk. We're castigating them for being rough and tumble. And that has mental health outcomes that are negative. And until we admit that there are mental outcomes that are negative and that need addressed, we can't fix anything. While women tend to attempt suicide at a higher rate, and I was on a bunch of different websites, I did a bunch of different research in preparation for this, uh, and the general consensus is that women are more likely to experience mental health distress than men, and they're also more likely to attempt suicide than men are. There was a, cross, a study published in 2017, so it's actually a little old, by Freeman, Mergy, Coles, Suzuki, I don't know how to say these names, but that essentially what it said was, it's called, if you want to look it up, a cross-national study on gender differences in suicide attempt. And essentially what it says is that women attempt suicide more, more frequently than men. However, men are more than three and a half times more likely to die from suicide than women. I'm going to say that again. They're more than three and a half times more likely to die by suicide than women are. And what I want to do is I want to step back and I want to talk about how we talk about men in society. I want to talk about how we parent men when they're boys. And then I want to talk about how we interact with men when men are married. And then I want to talk about men themselves and how they advocate for themselves, how they can view that, how they need to focus on how they view themselves and how they make their own change. Because one of the problems is, is that we have known for years that men died at a higher rate than women by suicide. And mostly the only group that used it used that statistic were people that wanted to pass gun laws r restricting gun uh, availability to citizens. The problem is the numbers don't change if you leave America and go to Europe. The number of male deaths don't go down in Europe where gun availability is far less than in America. In fact, the one article that I read, and this is not an article, this is actually a peer-reviewed uh, study, says this. I'm, I want to read this. Suicide intent data from 5,212 participants was included in this analysis. In other words, 5,212 people, that's not a small sample size. There is a significant association between suicide intent and gender. Oops, I misread that. A, su a significant association between suicide intent and gender was found where serious suicide attempts, SSA, were rated significantly more frequently in males than females. There was a statistically significant gender difference in intent and age groups. 
and between countries. And then here's the kicker. Furthermore, within the most utilized method, intentional drug overdose, serious suicide attempt, SSA, was rated significantly more often for males than females. Conclusions. Considering the difference in suicidal intent between males and females, highlighted by the current study, gender-targeted prevention and intervention strategies would be recommended. Here's the problem. In our society, we as a collective group are moving towards if you make a difference between males and females, if you say that there are gender differences, you're a bigot. We are going to have to figure out what does that mean then for how we address suicide attempts. How do we address men's suicide and men's mental health? It's from another study. Suicidal behavior is a significant public health problem. Suicide is the 13th leading cause of death globally and accounts for over 58,000 deaths in Europe a year. Suicide appears to be a male phenomenon as death rates from suicide are four to five times higher for men than for women across the European Union. All right, one more study, and, and I know I'm running the risk of losing some of you. Mental health conditions have the same shared risk factors. The, stop, the top stressors are work issues, 32%. So in other words, 32% of people who decided to go get seek mental health, according to the study, they did it because of work stressors, whether they were male or female. Financial problems, 31%. So roughly one-third, one-third. And health concerns, 23%. Right. So that's going to leave us with, with a, a small percentage that's just everything else. Depression may be triggered by relationship, breakdown, divorce, or bereavement. Many life events, such as becoming a parent, are also a risk factor. The number of men who experience depression in the first year after becoming a dad is twice that of the general population. Depression may also stem—this is a brilliant sentence. There's sarcasm there if you missed it. Depression may also stem from childhood neglect, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, or a physical illness such as heart disease, diabetes, Parkinson's disease, or cancer. When depression is present, symptoms of physical illness are worse, and any disease is harder to cope with. Now, those are, that's a pretty standardized mental health statement. But here's my question. What causes it to be more significant for men? Why aren't we talking about men's mental health? Part of it is because we don't know how to talk about men. What does it mean to be a man in 2024? How are we raising our boys to become men? Because here's the thing. If it's put up, and I don't know about where you live, but where I live, there's a bunch of like little community group pages and unfortunately, our, our area here has had its fair share of teachers who have slept with students or if we go, you know, you know, national and those articles will get shared in social media sites. And invariably, if it is an attractive female teacher sleeping with an underage male student, the comments are disgusting. Hey friends, I just want to jump in here for a second and interrupt this episode on men's health to say, listen, if you know somebody in your life that is struggling with mental health, getting talk therapy is super helpful. And this is not an advertisement for my company. Of course, I think we're the best. Of course, I'd love to see you come to our office. But this is just, I want you to consider getting someone to talk to. If you're struggling with your mental health, get someone to talk to. Listening to a podcast is not enough. Exercising is not enough. Getting sunshine is not enough. Talk to somebody. Also, if you are finding value in my podcast, if you're finding value in this episode, even if you hate my podcast, which why are you listening? If you hate this episode, I would love for you to share it. Share it on your social medias. Write me and let me know. Fair warning, anything you write me could end up in a future podcast episode. All right, let's get back to the show. The comments are horrendous. 
The comments show a lack of emotional intelligence that rivals that of, I can't even come up with a word. The comments are often like, well, where was teachers like this when I was in school? Oh, he probably enjoyed it. Now, if we flip that and it is a male teacher with a female student, we are ready to take him out and we are ready to crucify him. We are ready to cut off his feet and throw him in prison. And I'm not too far from, I'm, I would be against cutting off his feet, but I'm not too far from that, right? Like I'm, he should go to jail, but so should she. And so what do we tell men? What is the overall, here's, here's a serious question for you. To the men in your life, or if you're a man listening to this, what is the overarching message of society to you about men? I was talking to somebody last night. My son went sled riding uh, with some friends, and and I was telling them about this podcast episode and how I recorded it, and I needed to re-record it. And he, he made a great observation. He said, you know, we're probably 30 years in to men just being bumbling idiots on almost all of our entertainment venues. They're just dumb. They're just, you know, silly. And he said to me, I often wonder what would happen if a man put up, I have four kids, which meant he had three kids and his wife. I wonder how violent the response would be because we seem to have different standards for men and women. And the overwhelming justification I have for that is, well, we had double standards for men and women, you know, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and through history and the patriarchy and all this crap. You know, we had this, all these bad things. And so now it's our turn. So they're not even denying that there is a different standard. There's, there's no denying that there's no denying that there is, that we're probably treating men poorly. It's just okay. Right. Whenever, and I've seen this, whenever somebody says it's hard to be a man, women come on, you ought to try to be a woman sometime. It can be hard for both. And we don't have to address every single injustice at once. Right. We don't have to come back to, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just hard to be a person. I mean, I guess we could go with that. But why why is it so bad to say, hey, men are struggling because we don't know. Men don't know what we want from them because we don't know what we want from them. We have sent mixed messages for decades. Don't grow up. And part of that is and this is why I want to break this up. Part of that is we don't want our boys to grow up. Moms want their boys to not grow up because then they can get emotional payoffs from them that they ought to be seeking from their significant other. In a world that doesn't value marriage, that doesn't value husband and wife relationships, you're still going to seek to have your biological, I don't mean sexual here, but your biologically based emotional needs met. And a lot of women pursue that in their kids. They create an environment where their kids are dependent on them so that they can have emotional needs met that are not appropriately met by their kids. When I have clients like this, I point out that it's emotional incest. And here's why that's a big deal. Because then those men go find a girl to date that mothers them. And that works for her because she's in control. Because we've, and I've talked about this before, uh, my one daughter calls these my rants that are on brand. So they, right, they, they end up in a lot of episodes. But we have, we have mislabeled what empowerment means, especially for women. If you're pissed off, angry, and mean, you're just an empowered woman, right? Where if you're pissed off, angry, and mean, and you're a man, you're a dangerous to society and an idiot. Both are wrong, by the way. I'm not advocating that we should start pushing people to be pissed off, angry, and mean, right? But so they go find a woman who is highly valued in control. She highly values control and she mothers him while they date. And it works for him because that's what he's used to. And it works for her because it gives her control. And then they have a kid and it still mostly works. And then probably around kid two, it doesn't work. And then things go to hell in a handbasket on a rocket ship on railroad tracks, greased in lithium. And the reason that this is important is because then when they end up divorced, that husband's risk for suicide is incredibly higher. His risk 
for mental health issues and all that comes with that, alcoholism, drug abuse, are all higher, right? Uh, Medical News Today, one, a, a website that I found, who's mostly at risk? Older white men, white men aged 85 and older are the most at risk for suicide. More men in this demographic die by suicide every year than in any other group by age, sex, or race. Men who've experienced trauma, and we're, we're just going to put that there for a minute. Men who have experienced trauma. Have to think about this. What, what happens to the guys who were sexually abused by a teacher 30 years ago? And they see comments. Where was this teacher when I was in school? Men experiencing employment issues. We have taught men that their worth is in how well they provide, how much work they do. And so when they experience employment issues, they're in trouble. But here's the fourth one, right? Men who have had a marital breakdown. So we set them up for trouble. We set them up because we teach them from a little boy into the teenage years to be dependent on mom. Let mom pick out your clothes all the way into your teenage years. Let mom comb your hair. Let mom organize everything. So then when you start dating a girl, she does everything. And then when you have kids, she gets mad and she divorces you. And now you're at risk because now you have financial issues. You're older and you have a marital failure. Part of the one of the biggest causes of the men's mental health crisis is we don't value families and in not valuing families, we don't value men in our society. I have had more than one client sit in my room and tell me, you know, when I wake up in the morning, they always say, look, 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 I would never hurt myself. But when I wake up in the morning, I think, oh, crap, I was hoping I'd die while I slept. Or when I get home from work at night, I'm like, stink. That isn't quite what they say, but I'm trying to keep this so I can keep my rating of PG. Oh, man. Nobody hit me on my way home today. And and they tell me, because I don't know, other than going to work, I don't know what value anybody in my life thinks I bring to them. When I go to do something with my kids, when I go to teach my kids, my wife gives me crap either about what I'm doing. In other words, the thing that I'm doing is wrong or how I do it. When I interact with my kids in a way that my wife wouldn't, I get crap from her. Or I went through a divorce and I feel like my wife lied about a lot of the things that happened and turned my kids against me. I sat with a guy who his kids came back to him nine years later. So I didn't know him when this happened. He went through a divorce. His wife was cheating on him, refused to change or refused to stop the affair, went and told his kids things that he just didn't do. Nine years later, his kids came to him and they were like, we know she was lying. We didn't know it then, but we know now. Imagine those nine years for that guy. His kids aren't talking to him very much. We simultaneously tell men... Hey, be vulnerable, but don't be weak. What is that? Like, how do you pull that off? We have to change how we approach men in our society. We do. We we have to stop making them dependent on their parents. We have to let them fail. There's a whole process here that we're going to have to engage in. It's going to be hard. But we've got to start with talking about the reality that men are struggling with mental health, and we're not doing much about it, and men are literally dying. They're dying. I, I I just sat with a guy... Recently, and he was like, you know, he said, like, I don't understand my life. He, he's in his mid-50s, which is one of the most dangerous times to be a male, right? Late 40s to, to mid-50s. He's like, for years, like, my wife and I got married in our 20s. Uh, I think they had three kids. We, we bought, uh, you know, the house in the suburbs. Uh, we, we, we bought a, a cottage on the lake, which is a big thing in Michigan. Uh, if you don't live in Michigan, it might not be as big a thing, right? But a lot of people buy cottages on, on lakes around here, a lot of lakes in our state. Uh, and we had a boat, you know, and I'd be at work because we'd live at the cottage in the summer and, and, and I'd be at work and the boat wouldn't be working and she'd be mad because the boat didn't work. Piece of crap. Why, why don't we, uh, why don't we have a nicer boat? And he's thinking, because that's the boat we can afford. And he's hearing in his head, not that she's mad at the boat, which at some level, okay, you can be mad at the boat, but she's mad at me. 
And when he brought that up to her, she was like, oh, don't be ridiculous. That's dismissal of feelings. And I'll tell you what, the details change, but I hear that story a lot. And so one of the things that we have to engage is men's mental health matters. And some of it is we're not, we're, this is something that always gets me in trouble, but we're not raising kids to be tough, right? Because we want the, the boy that's going to become the man to be dependent on us, we don't let him fail. We don't let him have bad consequences. We don't let him play on sports teams where he doesn't play. We don't let him lose. I, I heard a story about little kids, little boys, right, playing together. I think they were neighbors. And the one neighbor said to the other neighbor, well, your son will have to be uh, the bad guy because my son only plays good guys. Oh, well, excuse me. That woman doesn't even realize it. She is setting that boy up to have all sorts of mental health issues when he's an adult. Joe, you're over-exaggerating it. The kid's only four or five or three. I'm not over-exaggerating it because what she's doing when he's four or five or three, she's going to do when he's 13, 14, and 15. And she's going to do it when she when he's 21, 22, and 23. I get at least three emails a week, and I don't know how many phone calls we get a week, of adults whose parents call in to make the appointment. And I'm not even talking like 18 to 21 or 22. I'm talking 34-year-old adults. So their mom is calling to make the appointment. And mom refuses to see the role that she has played in creating a situation where she's the one who has to make the appointment. Those are the things that are going to have to change. Here's what I want to do. I, I've used up almost all my time today. In fact, I've used up all my normal time today. Over the next two weeks minimum, this could be a, a, a series we come back to time and again. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about two things here, right? Because certainly at the end of the day, men, if you're listening, I want you to know that it is your job. It is your responsibility. That's a better word. It is your responsibility to pursue health in your body, and that includes your mental health, your mental and emotional health. It is, it is your job to pursue mental and emotional health. You're responsible to advocate for yourself. You're responsible to do the necessary things to deal with the stressors that are happening to you. And I want to talk about the people in our lives, the people in men's lives. I want to talk about how we as a society do this. Because we, we have two sets of rules for how we talk about the genders while simultaneously trying to pretend that genders don't exist. There are things that you can say about men and you will get nothing but laughs and ha-ha-has. If you said the same exact thing but changed it to females, you would get canceled. People would come after you with teeth bared. And we have to change that. And no, I'm not advocating that we allow ourselves to say things like that about women. I'm actually advocating, just to be clear here, I'm actually advocating that we stop saying stupid things about men. We stop making it okay to be a sexist about men. All right, so I imagine that some of you might have some things you want to share with me. Feel free to do that. Uh, Joe at JoeMartino.com. We're actually working on changing that email address so that it is podcast-specific. Uh, I think it would be something like podcast at JoeMartino.com. We'll, we'll work that out as we go. But for right now, Joe at JoeMartino.com. You can find me on the web. Uh, find my website, JoeMartino.com. You can subscribe there. We do have blog posts up. Uh, next week, we're going we're gonna to jump into some more of this men's mental health issues. I want to hear from you. If you're a guy and you listen, right, reach out to me. What are the things that you struggle with mentally and emotionally? What are the things that are running in your life that people tend to dismiss? What has your experience been reaching out for mental health help? I want to know. What's the overarching message that you hear about men? I want to hear those things. 
if you are a female. Ask the men in your life those questions. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.